Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're invited. Thank you for taking my call. To join the voices, voices. in our Those head. Voices. 55KRC, the talk station. Seven oh five, the fifty-five KRCD talk station. You're listening at the right time. Brian Thomas always pleased to talk with uh, Congressman Brad Wenstrup, and of course, on a day like today, after the Russians invade Ukraine, can't think of a better day to do it since he proudly served his country in America's military, and he continues to serve in his representative capacity. And he also has comments and uh, opinions about local matters as well. Welcome back to the pro, uh, show, and it's always great having you in studio, Congressman Wenstrup. Thanks, Brian. It's good to be in your new digs. I think you're finally a little settled in here. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's still weird. It just seems so sterile. I don't know. The old place had some kind of like old school charm to it, and at least I had a window I could see outside in the weather. I got all these giant screens that don't do anything. And I mean, I got stared an iHeart Media logo on six screens in my studio. I'm and like, I can't right. see Joe. I you got, I got a little video of him on my on my monitor. Okay. So if you want to come over and wave to him later, you can. <laughs> anyway, let us start local, okay? Yeah. And then let's move out to the state. And then we're going to go international and, of course, dive on into the situation unfolding with Russia and Ukraine. Does that Wait, sound like a good idea? Yeah, that's Now, I know for a fact, because I heard from him this morning, that uh, Christopher Smitherman's listening right now, as the rest of his campaign is, because um, my understanding is you have a comment or two relative to Christopher's run for county commissioner for uh, Stephanie Dumas's seat. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, supporting Christopher. I endorse Christopher, and for a, for a lot of reasons. You know, Christopher and I became friends going back to 2009 when I ran for mayor of Cincinnati. Yeah, it was uh, much a surprise to me as I entered politics for the first time that uh, here we have a gentleman who's president of the NAACP. I'm running against an African-American. Um, but we realized that we had a lot in common and uh, that we were uh, in sync on a lot of things. And he actually supported me in that race for mayor. And I've always been grateful for that. And, we, and since that time, our friendship just really grew. Uh, and again, it's like so many things. You know, friends, people become friends because they have common interests, yeah. they have common values, and things like that. And and I found that with Christopher. So um, he's been supporting me for a long time in in my congressional race as well. And I've and I've always appreciated that and understood. And then you know we really support each other personally too, Brian. And I think you were engaged in some of the personal matters with of Christopher course. as well, you know, through the illness of his dear wife, Pamela, Pam. Man, I'm telling you. And uh, that, that was, uh, that he, he, I tell you what, he stepped up as a husband uh, for sure. Set a real example. Man. Yeah. It uh, set a, a humbling example as a, as a husband and father. Uh, it's, it just truly amazed me. And then, and then what, what was even worse, and now that I think about it, is what some of those clowns, if you will, that were sitting on city council at oh, the yeah. time, uh, the things that they had to say, their, their little gang of five or whatever they were, 
um, you know, he endured a, a lot. And uh, he, uh, to me, comes across as a guy, he's fiscally conservative, he's Amen. common sense, he wants to deal with the issues at hand for the office that he holds, as opposed to deviating off on all types of, of other venues that have nothing to do with city council. Right. Um, Same thing so, with county. That's that's already started with county. Some people, you know, talking about, I don't know, issues <laughs> like uh, 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 abortion. And I'm just, my, my first reaction is Hamilton County commissioners aren't going to be legislating in those areas, it's non-issue. But moving away from that, let me just bounce this off your head because I had a listener uh, talking about O'Neill being in the race as a Republican, and I've been defending Chris for the same reasons you are. He has demonstrated in his elected capacity fiscal responsibility, logic and reason, and good sense. Now, I haven't agreed with him on every single issue, but that's okay. There's a lot of Republicans that I don't agree with what they have done as well. But this emailer said, he's not one of us. And I thought to myself, what in God's green earth does that mean? Can you even tell me, Congressman, what it means to be a Republican? It's much in the same way the Democrats can't define themselves. You got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders on one side, and then you got some moderate Republicans all the way on almost on the other opposite political spectrum. They're all hanging under the D moniker. What does it mean to be a Democrat? What it means is what you have shown and demonstrated. At least we have, you know, some people say people that, uh, you know, he's been around in politics too long. We need fresh blood, blah, blah, blah. Well, I embrace some seasoned politicians because they have shown and demonstrated all of the qualities that I want in a politician. I don't care what letter they got hanging by their name. Dusty Rhodes has been a Democrat his entire life. Have you ever run into somebody who's more conservative than (laughs) Dusty Rhodes? Right. But he's still got a D after his name, and I, I voted for him. He isn't one of us. Well, well, he sure as hell is, definitionally speaking. Well, I can tell you what I think uh, about a lot of Republicans, and especially, and I see this uh, more in Congress than I do with Democrats, is somebody um, who is has done something besides politics. Yeah. You know, Christopher's a small business owner. He he, he financial gets, planner. Yeah, he he gets, <laughs> he gets it. Gets you money. Know? He he understands these things and how it affects people's personal lives, and and that's I think important. Look, we've had many conversations, and yeah, there are sometimes where we might disagree on on some things, but overall, for this particular job of a county commissioner, I think he's well poised to to do it, um, especially with his his business background, uh, his common sense approach to things. Uh, you know, and he, he showed that while he was on city council. You know, he believes in law and order. Yeah. Oh, he's you a- know, I mean, the, these are the things that, that we do believe in. And and I think that he's a proven leader and he really does know how to approach things to benefit this generation, the next generation. And and I think that's what we want. And so I, I, that should be what we want. And he he takes a conservative approach to budgeting, which you have to do. Absolutely, especially as we enter into these precarious financial times, you know, which are being exacerbated now by the conflict in Ukraine, which we'll, we'll get to. I mean, energy prices alone, inflationary pressures alone, uh, the, the the number of jobs that are available that aren't filled. I mean, that's tax dollars that aren't going into the coffers. So, you know, we got struggles and 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 and, and concrete concerns for our financial well-being as we go into the future. And we need somebody like Christopher in the job who does know dollars and cents and budgeting. Well, I would just encourage people to get to know him if you don't and uh, and listen to him. And like I said, there may be some things you disagree with, but I think overall, if you're conservative, 
you're going to find that this guy is pretty much on track. And, you know, I appreciate the family family values. Christopher and I really bonded, um, you know, when we had his situation with his wife. And then he was there for me when my father was dying. Yeah. And our fathers died of the same disease of pancreatic cancer. Oh, jeez. And so you get to know somebody pretty well when they're there for you during trying times. Isn't that the truth? Cancer sucks. All right. I had to get that out of my system. Before we moved on to, the, I wanted to get the state issue in. Redistricting. What in God's green earth is going on, Congressman? I know you're a, you know, a U.S. congressman, but... This impacts the whole state of Ohio, and as Ohio goes, so goes the nation quite often in major elections. Well, it's, it's and our, it impacts you, too. It's our races, too. Yeah, I don't know what my district's going to look like. Yeah, I don't crazy. know where I'm going to be running exactly. I'm, second district is uh, where I propose I'm going to be running, and uh, uh, we'll see what that looks like. The first maps uh, expanded my district from eight counties that I was in to 14 and that was okay. Uh, I like the area. It's southern Ohio and southwest Ohio. Yeah. It's, it's a good area of the country to be a representative. And so, but we'll see what's going on. I, I hope that soon they'll shed some light on what the future holds for us. Frank LaRose, Secretary of State, has said the maps might not be ready by the May 3rd primary, which makes it extremely interesting. Twice the commission has approved maps that the uh, Supreme Court has said we're gerrymandered and unconstitutionally yeah. favored Republicans. But, you know, I don't know what you expect. If the Republicans had the majority, they're, exactly. in, right, they're going to be on the lopsided win side of any map that is created. So, I mean, they're allowed to do that. That's the whole elections have consequences kind of connection with the redistricting. And have they compared this to California oh, and Lord. Illinois and oh, New York? New York. And oh, said, my God. You know, but, you know, people gerrymander themselves, right? I mean, people tend to live around people that are like-minded in many ways. Sure. And Ohio happens to be more red than blue right now. So you would expect that that's going to be the case. Uh, but if you look at some of those other maps, I mean, you know, they they connect. Some of the districts look like a, a set of barbells, you know. Yeah, yeah. You got an island here and an island here and then a thin strip a thin connecting. Thin strip it. connecting, yeah. And, and that's that's because they totally gerrymandered. And, you know, the, the, nationally you don't hear much complaint about that from the no. mainstream media. Well, you media. don't hear anything about, from mainstream media about Delaware's voting laws when it's a lot easier to vote in Georgia than it is in Delaware. And yet they, they pile on all kinds of derision on the state of Georgia. Yeah. This is ridiculous. A double standard on full display every single day in the American media and with the left. Very much so. All right. Well, see there. what happens. Thank you for your thoughts and comments. And I'm right. certain uh, Vice Mayor Smitherman, former Vice Mayor Smitherman, now County Commissioner uh, Candidate Smitherman, is very pleased to get your endorsement announced here on the 55K or Sue Morning Show. Check uh, Smitherman out online at smithermanforcommissioner.com. Pause for a moment. We are going to he- dive headlong into the situation unfolding uh, in Ukraine right after the break, and a word for Landing Event Center. Hey, parties happen. Venues are necessary for parties. You know, I'd, if I had a big party and I had, you know, 100, 200 people, they, it wouldn't be at my house. <laughs> Our house is just not capable of that. We don't have the parking for that. We don't have the inter- 720 55 Care CD Talk Station. Trying to make the most of a, well, what should be a happy Thursday, uh, kind of taking the wind out of our sails given the situation unfolding in Russia or in uh, Ukraine vis-a-vis the Russian invasion, and it's not a pretty one. Uh, uh, talking with Congressman Brad Wenstrup is in studio. Let's dive on into it, Congressman. Uh, 
Vladimir Putin used the pretext that uh, somehow and in some way the breakaway publics that he declared existed on Monday were being attacked by Ukraine. And Ukraine was committing genocide in territory still believed by the rest of the world to belong within the borders of Ukraine. Nonetheless, he used that as a pretext to roll on in, and uh, now he's bombing other cities. He's bombed the uh, airport outside Kiev, uh, tanks rolling in reportedly all over the place. So clearly this extends and transcends those two breakaway publics, republics. Joe Biden's promised to announce the mother of all sanctions unloading today, but as you and I both know and we learned those sanctions don't just have an impact on Russia. They have a profound impact on really everyone who is connected in any way, shape, or form with Russia's economy, and that's mostly the entire European Union. Yeah, unfortunately, the European Union is uh, too tied to Russia, and uh, even with warnings that you really shouldn't be doing this, and energy is, of course, uh, the first thing to look at, and he's got the opportunity to weaponize energy in part because Biden's administration, President Biden, removed the sanctions that we had on the Nord Stream pipeline, then shut ours, our Keystone pipeline off. Don't, yeah, oh my God. And, yeah. and mm. you, you can't have set it up any better for Vladimir Putin. And so now you're talking about putting sanctions back in. I'm curious as to whether they reach the level of sanctions that were in existence before the Biden administration uh, when he did not attack per se, although he has been attacking since really 2014. Yeah, they've been at war um, in that region. Let's, I, I, I draw a parallel. And you tell me if you think I'm wrong about this parallel. I think of uh, Castro in the mountains of Cuba waging this guerrilla war on uh, the, 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 uh, on the, the, the state. Right. That's what the rebels in the mountains in these break, so-called breakaway provinces, these, uh, this Donetsk region or whatever it's called, that's what they've been doing. And the Ukrainians have been fighting those folks, the insurrectionists. Yeah, so I was in uh, in Kiev right before Christmas, and they were going about their lives almost like we're really used to Russia being on our neck. Yeah, I keep hearing uh, that, which was very interesting to see. But they're not today. Um, that is, no. that has changed. They're taking action. There's run on the banks and people getting you know cash out and everything else. Lines at gas um, stations. People are leaving all their of that. cities. Yes. Yeah, it's it's very frightening. Un- unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, they've been doing this for a while. You know, they waltzed into Crimea in 2014. I, when I was there, they have a ceremony every day, all but six days a year. Yeah. And that's probably about to change. They have a ceremony every day to honor those Ukrainians that have been killed by Russians since 2014 on that particular day. Yeah. They ring the bell for each one of them. Well, obviously, those numbers are starting to go up. Well, and there's some reports that uh, there have been casualties already. I mean, that uh, that the Ukrainian uh, military suffered casualties, and possibly even if they're bombing cities, which reportedly they are, you can have a lot of hum- uh, uh, of civilian casualties in this insurrection. Yeah, the reports are, are not positive in any way, shape, or form. You know, this is such a perfect storm if you think about it, Brian. The Biden administration, one of their first foreign policy moves was to extend the New START Nuclear Arms Reduction Treaty. Uh, basically handing Putin exactly what he asked for with a full five-year extension. And now we're seeing the reports that he is coming out and saying, I will use nuclear armaments yes. if if someone comes after us. I mean, you know, this is unbelievable on the world stage today. In this day and age, you know. Threatened the, nuclear weapons. I mean, he yes. spoke specifically of how advanced theirs are. He is. He claimed to be one of the most capable nuclear powers on the planet. They've rebuilt it since the Soviet Union days. They had the most state-of-the-art nuclear weapons, and I'm sure he's referring to those hypersonic 
uh, nukes that they now have. Do we even have those? It seems to me like we're playing a game of military catch-up on something like that. China's got them. So are the, the Russians have them. And that brings a nuclear weapon on American soil within a matter of seconds. You know, Brian, I, unfortunately, you know, we want to be a deterrent, right? That's We want to have more than everybody else to keep peace. That's the peace uh, through strength peace, argument that peace. works all throughout the entire Cold War. Right. And, we're, and uh, we have to be careful because we're seeing a lot of that slip away. I've kind of come to the conclusion that the best we can offer right now would be uh, the threat of mutually assured destruction as opposed to actually conquering if we have to. And I don't want to get into that, so no. don't get me wrong. But I want to be so strong that nobody would dare, right? Um, but we're seeing that Russia, China, very emboldened right now, and for a lot of reasons. I, I can't help but think that uh, Putin sees our, be, our border being easily penetrated and uh, saying, yeah. saying, well, you don't seem to care about your nation being a sovereign nation, so maybe you don't really care about Ukraine being a sovereign nation. Well, and but, let's, let's wait a minute, let's think about that and pause for a moment because we're going to go on a break. But we don't have a defense agreement with Ukraine. They're not members of NATO, right. and we don't have any, you know, designs or motivations at this juncture, at least that I've read, about sending in troops to fight off the Russians in Ukraine. So no, where does this ultimately go, and to what level would would a quote unquote attack on Russia would that be killing Russians within Ukraine that would result in this, you know, uh, onslaught of nuclear weapons, or to what degree uh, Vladimir Putin is going to reply. We obviously have a lot more to talk about with Congressman Wenstrup, but I definitely want to take a break and mention Fast and Pro Roofing. Had Ray Matre in here earlier, and he's the co-owner. 7.30, 55-care CD talk station. One hour from now, Jay Ratliff, iHeartMedia aviation expert. Looking forward to having him on. Maybe he'll give us a comment or two about the stock market futures tanking this morning. Of course, because of the situation that's deteriorating in Ukraine, Russian tanks rolling in, not just in those disputed regions, but all across the country. Bombs are being dropped. I just got a couple of email reports. Congressman Wenstrup, who is in studio talking about this, um, that the Russian airstrike had bombed an apartment complex in uh, Chihuiv. One of the cities in Ukraine. I'm not familiar with uh, Ukrainian cities or geography too much, but uh, the bombs are dropping. And of course, we already mentioned the potential for civilian casualties. Perhaps it's already happened. What are we? We're not going to do anything from a military standpoint, though. I mean, this is the same. I kind of want to put this in the context of Taiwan as well. We don't have. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. 
You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to fourpatriots.com slash on the right. That's four patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. A, a, a defense arrangement with Taiwan either, do we? Uh, no, not to the point that we would, that they would like. Let's put it that way. Right Taiwan, now, yeah, what like, they want, what isn't what we have. We we should be speeding up uh, the deals that we have for them for uh, military assets. Um, but going back to Ukraine, we should have been doing this for some time. We have, you know, we have upped that a little bit. Um, you know, it's a situation right now where Putin, in his own country has conducted, I like to call it the Truman Show, right? Where everything around you is fake and the people don't know it. We have some of that going on in our own country with, you know, mainstream media and the messages that they put out that don't necessarily jive with reality. So uh, what he has done very masterfully, I have to say, for him, although there's evil behind it, um, you know, he has his people convinced that that the Russia itself has been under attack, right? Or yeah. Russian people in this independent area, which he just declared, right? Now, okay, they're not, that's not Ukraine. And, well, and anything that was formerly the Soviet bloc countries under the Soviet umbrella, he wants to basically reestablish and, 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 and take away their independence and bring them into the Russian fold again. Yes, or have them as a puppet like he has in Belarus, yeah. just north of of Ukraine. Yeah. You're effectively so, in Russia if you're in Belarus. <laughs> yeah, for, for all intents and purposes, it's a corrupt society with corrupt leadership and uh, in bed with with Putin. With so uh, this is this is what he's trying to do. And, you know, it's to me, it's just kind of sickening. I, I just don't understand. Uh, I guess if you yourself don't have to engage in the war, uh, then it doesn't bother you as much. But for those of us who have been to war, we value peace. And he is creating this situation on a world stage, and it's, it's uh, very dynamic in so many ways. And so a lot of people, or countries around the world, should feel threatened, you know, by what he's, he's doing. So, you know, we, we just even look at, at cyber. That's one of the first things he did, right? Yeah. He launched some cyber attacks in Ukraine. You know, we have a president here who came out with a list of things he told uh, foreigners, in particular Russia. Speaking um, of Russia, yeah, yeah, you, you don't don't attack these things. That's a red line. But I guess everything else is okay. Fair game. I mean, what what? I don't understand that. I just don't understand how you say that at all. You should be there in the defense of all Americans, all American business, everything, all, every part of the American government, not just these things. Don't touch, but otherwise, go ahead. I, it, it's not a good message, and it's. Um, one that I think that he's fully taking advantage of. And so, you know, I watched the movement of the uh, Russian troops around Ukraine, north, south, east, as they're closing in on them. And uh, it's, it's become more and more advanced, and now they're actually uh, moving. But he has many in his government, at least uh, afraid to act differently or say anything differently, that uh, this is all for defense of, of Russia and the Russian people. And, you know, the Russians that live in sovereign Ukraine, they could move to Russia. Ah, there's a logical way out of the problem. That's I. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But so, we, but I grew up here. This is my homeland. You know, all right. Well, your homeland's under different political uh, uh, reality now. So if you don't like that, there are places in the world you can go. And Russia is right there across the border. Well, you don't see Spain claiming Mexico. Valid point. Right. 
I mean, don't give them any they, ideas. Just because they speak Spanish, I don't think the Spaniards are up for that right now. All right, all right. Tell you what, since sanctions are probably going to include him, uh, well, any Russian entity, we're going to find the degree of sanctions, and they will be denial of access to the banking system. I got to ask you about that vis-a-vis China underneath the umbrella of this whole great reset thing, which seems to me to be getting the whole world away from dependence upon American currency. Frightening topic. Is this the beginning of that? More with Congressman Wenstrup after I mentioned my friends at 22.3 Firearms. I just got to, you know. 7.40 at 55KCD Talk Station. Brian Thomas spending the entire hour with Congressman uh, Wenstrup. Clearly, uh, the topics of the day warrant this, and always enjoy having him in the studio. Uh, we are still focusing on Ukraine. The sanctions are the greater sanctions are coming today. I know he already uh, Biden already nicks the Nord Two pipeline after having approved it. Uh, anyway, um, Russia has factored into this equation, given that they are rolling over all of Ukraine. They're not just keeping their activities confined to that so-called breakaway region. Um, they're going to be deprived of some of their money, the resources. They're going to go after the oligarchs. Biden's going to issue sanctions on banks. He already has done some. Presumably, this is going to be much, much greater given the line in the sand that he promised. And he said these things were going to be the most, you know, the biggest sanctions ever levied ever, blah, blah, blah. Fine. Let's say you detach the entire Russian population as well as all their oligarchs from the banking system. They had to have faked that into the cake. They know that that something like that is coming. They had to consider worst case scenario. And I got to imagine they were working with China on this to some degree. They weren't going to go unilaterally do this. China watched them build up troops and watched them sit there and meet reaching 200,000 or nearing 200,000 over the past several weeks. So this is all well known to everybody. Is this part of, or do you think this is a, an, an effort ultimately to take them out of the U.S. currency market and to break away because that's what the Great Reset's all about. Well, he has grand ideas, and there's no doubt about it that he has increased his relationship or enhanced the relationship they have with China. And so for them to be a part of the equation in some way long term is not, un, you know, not un, out, of the, out of reason, right? Because right. this is what he, how he operates. You know, we allowed him to build up, if you will, because we, we allowed him to just go ahead and go ahead with Nord Stream, uh, you know, line his pockets, if you will, enhance his military. We've seen all this take place without anything that would cripple it before it happens. And he's put away $690 billion in currency through the increase in uh, the, the, the gas sales and petroleum sales. He's been socking away large sums of money. They only have a $1.2 trillion annual gross domestic product. So he's already socked away almost more than half of their entire gross domestic product. They were planning for this. Yeah, and that's another reflection about how he treats his people, right? Because yeah, true. Because put it into that. Um, we'll see. I don't know how the Russian people will ultimately feel when they start having people coming home in body bags. You well, know, it's Afghanistan, yeah. You know, and that and that that has an effect, and that has an effect on on leadership and popularity and all that type of stuff. But right now, he's got them convinced through his propaganda that we are going in to to save Mother Russia, and you know he he is attacking other parts of the country. It's not just that eastern region, you know. And I I think that you will not see it end there anyway. No. Even if somehow he backed off 
and and just kept himself in that eastern region that he claims should be R- Russia. Oh. That's not the end of it. Well, it'd just the be waging a war from 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 then fully controlled territory that once was the. Uh, the land of those, you know, and, and the analogy I, I drew that with, with, with the rebels in the mountains, that was his guys. He takes over that. He establishes a base or two or ten in that area from which he can, you know, wage a proxy war or send his, you know, hired for gun troops into the main Ukrainian population and, you know, do some wreak some havoc there. Well, and that that's uh, similar to what. China has been doing, but they've done it more from an economic front. Hey, we're going to build you a port in your country. Well, isn't that great? It happens to match what our carrier can pull up to. And guess what? Now we have... They learned that from us. And they... they, Well, yes and no. I will tell you that when they do anything like that, they bring their own people to build it. Oh, good point. They they might build you a convention center. They bring their own people to build it. And then, then they've got you, right? And so... Uh, this is the Chinese process right now. But, you know, when it comes to all of these things, there's four components that make up how we deal internationally with war or not war. You know, there's diplomacy, which I would suggest that we continue to try to have diplomatic relations with with Russia and Ukraine and be engaged in the process. Uh, then there's the sharing of information or intelligence, uh, who you share it with and who you don't share it with. Then there's actual military action itself. And in this case, you know, we should have been and should continue to enhance the Ukrainians militarily. And then what you do, what we've been talking so much about, what you do economically. Uh, You know, it's the economic portion is what everybody's really talking about. But I do I do want to say that what I learned when I was in Kiev is Ukrainians have a will to fight. They know they're outnumbered. But they have a will to fight. And so what maybe the Russians have been doing in those territories with the Russian separatists, yeah. uh, you, you made the analogy of what Castro was, yeah. was doing. Uh, that may be the role of the Ukrainians going forward if, if wow. indeed the Russians take advantage and, and somehow occupy those areas. I don't think you see it going away quickly. Well, basically half the entire Russian army is now around or in Ukraine, correct? I mean, they have an army of roughly 400,000 or so people, correct? Yeah. And, oh, yeah, they have moved assets from all across Russia, which is a very large landmass. And they have moved their assets from all across Russia, you know, into that area. You, you can clearly see that. How many, and the population of, of Ukraine is how many millions of people? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I, just, but I, I always think of ratios and, you know, let's say it's 10 million or 7 million or 400 million. I mean, the ratio of humanity to numbers of troops, usually overwhelming numbers of, of civilian population relative to the number of boots on the grounds in uniform. Um, you, you can you can beat back a, 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 an army with individuals with firearms. I mean, Castro is one that proved that. Yeah, there are actions you can take, but you have to be very strategic. And yeah, uh-huh. if you just look at conventional warfare, they, you know, obviously the Russians far oh, yeah, outnumber but, the Ukrainians. But you but, start using conventional warfare, you are going to wipe out lots of civilians. And, you know, you draw the world's ire when you start dropping bombs on apartment complexes and non-military targets, or, or uh, uh, you, you treat it like they used to treat cancer, where they nuke the entire body, killing off a lot just to get at that one little tiny spot that is causing you the problems. I mean, that's what conventional weapons do. 
they take out a lot of humanity. Right. That's so World, that's World War Two. That right? is World War Two. That's right World there. War Two. But uh, you know, the Ukrainians may find themselves in a situation similar to our very own founders during the revolution. You don't want to be killing your own people. Right. Right. But you're taking on a behemoth. So how do you go about that? Hopefully, these questions will be resolved through diplomacy right now. Says so 748 55 Care CD Talk Station. A few more minutes with Congressman Brad Wenstrup. It's 752 55 Care CD Talk Station. Jay Ratliff's coming up at 830. I heard media aviation expert and maybe a comment or two about the tanking markets. For one, a uh, couple more minutes here with Congressman uh, Brad Wenstrup in studio for the full hour. And, Congressman, I really appreciate that. Didn't solve the problems of the world. We certainly have identified them. We have kind of a feeling about which direction we're going to go. And uh, I just got to ask you, since we have a few minutes left, your reaction to um, Trudeau's uh, breaking or uh, opening up peanuts with a sledgehammer reaction with this emergency act. They had the protests in Ottawa over the mask mandates or the vaccine mandates. Of course, uh, they got those cleared out, but he ended up without due process confiscating or, or closing down bank accounts, forcing tow truck drivers to to work. I mean, that seemed to me like slavery. When you tell a tow truck driver who's not even on duty or doesn't want to do a job that they must get behind the wheel and tow a vehicle, that seems to me to be slavery. But um, after having his parliament or his, uh, his legislative branch extend it for 30 days, he shut it down yesterday. Hmm. Political pressure, maybe? Yeah, and I think we're going to see that uh, probably coming up with maybe the State of the Union. That might be the time that uh, Biden says we're going to remove the mask mandates and and vaccine mandates and some of those types of things that he's got in place. I don't know, but what happened in Canada is really eye-opening to freedom-loving Americans yeah. to see that in a country that's that should not be in this type of a situation where this is done— uh, we we realize that uh, something's going on here. And when people speak up and they speak up loud and clear, his actions led more people to come forward. And I'm talking about this is the keep in mind, this was over vaccinations. Right? Yeah, passports to get in and out of the country. Yeah. And vaccinated people are livid over this. Yeah. Because it's such an encroachment upon your freedom. And so that's uh, where I think he went way overboard. And now he's stepping it back. Um, and I think rightfully so, but it really makes you take a look at what kind of powers do people have? What kind of powers does our president have compared to the powers of the people themselves? Indeed. Well, and the other component of this, and it was on full display, we all know here in our country, the mainstream media is on the left side of the ledger and it does everything they can to, you know, to overlook Biden's problems and faults and his policies and paint out a prettier picture on behalf of that administration. The Canadian Broadcasting Company is run by the state, and they helped dox people right. who's, who made donations to this Freedom Rally. There was It was a hacked website, and the Canadian Broadcasting Company took the hacked data and went after the people who made donations, going after individual uh, citizens of Canada who had nothing to do by way of physical demonstration, just writing a check. Yeah, it really is unbelievable. And did they act upon orders from from their president? I, is that is that what it is? Oh, you well, know? if it was China, we know that the Chinese Communist right. Party would have would have issued the directive for the media company to do the reporting. So why wouldn't it be any different in Canada? Yeah, and that you don't that, even need that direct connection here in the United States. You already got all the mainstream media in their pocket, even though they aren't owned by the state. And that's a problem we have in America when you can't count on the mainstream media to be your eyes and ears on truth. 
that's a problem. And but he he changed his mind, I guess, and uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know that uh, the truckers are all going to go home or that the issue is necessarily going to die because it really should raise awareness to say, hey, we got to rein in some of these things that you don't have these authorities that you think you have, or at mm-hmm. least if he does, then you you limit them. And shouldn't shouldn't those type of actions have to meet the approval? This is in the United States. I'm saying if you do this in the United States, Due process. that should have to meet the approval of 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 Congress for one, and secondly, due process for people. Since when can you take action on people like this uh, that have done nothing illegal? Canada. That's why yeah. I keep pointing to our Constitution. Everybody keeps saying, "Well, you know what? The Constitution's getting eroded more and more each and every day." We at least are entitled to due process in this country. Quite often, due process is denied. You know, property is taken without a you know, like uh, with 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 um, uh, confiscating you know property allegedly used in connection with the uh, with the commission of a crime. It's often confiscated. Quite often, the underlying crime isn't even prosecuted, and yet authorities will still keep the property. And I say that's due process is lacking in that as well. So little hints of it happening here in the United States. Obviously, a far more egregious example in Canada. Congressman Brad Wentzrup, appreciate it, man. I wish we had solved all the problems in the world this morning. We certainly were able to identify a few and. Maybe uh, things will settle down in Europe and we won't end up in World War III. People have a lot to consider when they go to the voting booth in November of this year. Amen. I've got my fingers crossed and my popcorn out. 757, folks. Stick around. Jay Ratliff at the bottom of the next hour. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.